0: Hello everybody! Oh my goodness, life has <laughs> hit me hard. Like in the, in the words of like Travis McElroy, he just said like uh, for one of his uh, projects he was working on, he kind of derated it for a long time, or kind of like uh, forgot about it for a while because just life. He didn't even he didn't even like say anything else. Just uh, just life, you know. Life has been hitting me pretty hard, but that's okay. I I still want to appease the masses and that stuff. But as of right now, I found a kind of a free point in. Uh, the week and especially during spring break to finish this episode and to uh, you know work on this episode. Finally, uh, yesterday or no, not yesterday. Pardon me. Uh, last week we had a, a interview or kind of a conversation with Mackenzie Jewel. Uh, he was a uh, well, he still is a famous TikToker, YouTuber and that stuff, extraordinaire, fantastic individual that we had a conversation with and we talked about hyperfixations. Uh, the original idea was to have this episode beforehand, but uh, since that we. Won't Wanted to kind of get that interview done with, and we didn't want to, you know, uh, like get rid of our other projects that we were working on. We wanted to get it earlier, so that's what we did. Uh, As of right now, the episode of today is going to be talking about trees. And we're not talking about the stuff that you light up and put into a bowl. No, no, no. We're talking about the outdoors. We're talking about the nice green pastures, you know. Um, For me personally, when I, when I live in Syracuse, uh, almost every single sunset, uh, it would fill the sky with orange and, uh, the grass would turn kind of a deeper forest green. And that, that was my favorite Crayola, like, uh, color and crayons, uh, because I just, I know that that doesn't predominantly show nature, but it that, in that po- in that moment when the sun is hitting the horizon, everything turns that color or every, you know, grass blade turns that color and like every tree and it, it was great. Um, I, I still do visit uh, Syracuse sometimes, that stuff, but because of the coronavirus and because of what's been going on I haven't been visiting, vi- visiting as much as I uh, have been uh, I only hope the best for my friends down over there, my original friends Matthew McGarry, Alec Nussbaum Bryce Erickson and so many others uh, Me, myself I, I, I miss those sunsets uh, I still do get them uh, sort of you know, West Jordan is more uh, populated. It's more um, instead of having green pastures, it's just building pastures. There's nothing but houses and suburbs and that stuff. It's just it's just oh, so so populated. You know, uh, across from Syracuse, we had a little island in our backyard, like. Well, not so much in our backyard, but if you go a little bit miles out, you would hit the Great Salt Lake, and you would hit Antelope Island, uh, and you'd be able to take a road down over there and go to Antelope Island. And Antelope Island, I think I've talked about this on uh, the same um, podcast, Antelope Island itself is not really inhabited by, like, inhabited by, like, antelope. It's more so bison and, like, buffalo. Um, like, yeah, like there, there's more, there's more bisons than buffalo and uh, whatever they, they're called. I heard that there's like something, like another term that you can call bisons or buffalo or anything like that. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, we, we had them over there, but I've only been there like 15 times like in my life. I know that I'm going to be there a couple of more times because it's just so beautiful. So great. Um, so like anytime we'd hit the we'd see the sun kind of hit the horizon we'd be able to see the outlines of uh, Anole Island which was great fantastic um, so with with trees and that stuff to to involve forests I've always seen YouTube videos of like at-home videos and, like, like little amateur projects that you make when you're, like, 13 years old and, like, outlandishly, like, fan-based, like, oh, here's Mario going into the woods or something like that. Like, I, I would endure and I would, like, breathe that content in and out. It was just, I, I loved it as a kid. And right now, I like, cannot watch it. It's just terrible. Um, but I would always get jealous of those kids who had those, like, an entire forest in their backyards. Because, of course, A, you could be alone and you could just, you know, kind of sit there. And B, you have other, like, opportunities at hand. Like build a treehouse, build a fort, make a movie. Uh, you could uh, get a bunch of trees together and, like, chop them all down and make, like, a dinner table with all the stumps. Or you could um, go d- go in there, dig um, a bunch of, like, ground up, uh, d- like, dig a bunch of ground up and put the moss together and make an ecosphere, like, like a little jar of life. Or you could go in there and you could um, find mushrooms and, like, like, examine mushrooms, see if they're poisonous or not. Like, don't eat them, but, you know, like, you, you'd be able to, like, see them, and you'd be able to, like, actually go out there and, like, witness true nature. I think I have a connection with nature. Uh, I had that at a very young age. I loved camp and I still do, but I haven't been able to because of life, you know? Um, so when, when I have, whenever I, you know, get the chance to camp and that stuff, I always take it. I, I almost always take it if I'm not busy or anything like that. I just love either barebacking it and just going at it at a full force or just staying there and kind of glamping, which is glamour camping where you basically take like Every single piece of your electronic, put it to like a solar panel or like a generator, and then just like binge watch Netflix out in the open, you know, <laughs> kind of like that. Um, uh, when I was younger, there's there's a, there's this picture that I have in my uh, scrapbook, and I'll probably put it on Instagram uh, for this. Uh, it's me with a red bandana on, and I'm on this. I'm kind of like. Um, I have this trunk or this fall, a fallen tree uh, underneath my legs, uh, kind of like I—it's a saddle for like a horse. And I was looking at the camera. I I really enjoyed a movie called like Barney's Adventure or like Barney's Egg Adventure or something like that. And there was a moment in that movie when the kids found a downturned or like a or a fallen tree, and they go onto it and they imagine that it's a airplane and it becomes an airplane and then they fly. You know, it's, it it was those little imaginary moments that I had with nature that kind of made me more attracted to it, I guess. Um, I'll make sure to put that on my Instagram so you guys can see that, uh, see that picture as well. um, I, I always had dreams of, you know, like, I, I, anytime I have dreams, and this was probably a, uh, a new episode, or like an, like an episode idea in the future, but like, I, I usually have dreams, in like forests, and like canyons, there's a great hiking trail that I went down to, called Yellow Fork Canyon, and it's up in Harriman, well, you don't really go down it, but you go up it, and you go like up and down, up and down the hills and that stuff, and you'd be able to hear like a, Coursing river throughout, you'd be able to see all the birches. You'd be able to see like these small green, like like the like these little beaten down paths that you would go down to, and you'd find like a field, like untouched by anything but grass. Uh, and I absolutely love that. Uh, I became a Boy Scout at a reasonably young age. I became a became, became a Boy Scout around the age of nine or around eight. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure around eight. Uh, cuz that's like the BSA or you know the Boy Scouts of America like code or something like that or like required age um i uh i i loved going camping with my scouts especially but people can tell me this and like especially uh a scoutmaster Brad Street who who during my uh, eagle scout ceremony as a joke not as like a not as like a final like slap in the face but he said like when i first met Mitchell i knew that like the moment that he would set up camp he'd make a big mess or something like that <laughs> he, like that's not so much a big mess but like anytime i camp or anytime i use my own tents and that stuff i put everything everywhere just like everything i put like you know like here's the here's the mess kit and here's the pocket rock like, it, it just a just a bunch of things like all scattered around and like i didn't couldn't even f- find track of it and uh people made jokes of that but that was great I've learned from that I've seriously learned from that uh since going to Bartlett Scout Reservation and uh, working over there for my first job I have learned that keeping a clean tent is better than anything it is better than cold water that was that was a that was a luxury at Bartlett it was it was better than like Bottled water, which was a luxury at Camp Bartlett. It was better than, you know, any other food than Camp Bartlett's mess hall. No offense, mess hall uh, staff, but yeah, it was a luxury. Uh, And Bartlett Scout Reservation really taught me my compelling interests with nature. That I haven't lost it even though I've moved to a more populated a place. Um, people can argue that I'm like a country boy, or I'm a city boy, or anything like that. I'm just a boy. <laughs> I'm just a boy. I, I, I don't even. I don't even care. It, it doesn't matter where you come from or where you go. cotton Eye Joe, you are you, and of course your heritage is important to you. If you make it, uh, for me. Syracuse, that was my poetic beginnings. Uh, West Jordan and in Riverton after... Oh no, uh, West. So when I moved, uh, it was, it was, I moved away with my mom uh, from my dad. I first started in Syracuse, then to Riverton, then to Harriman, and now in West Jordan. Uh, so Syracuse was my poetic beginnings. It was like the orange sun-dipped sky and the Jackson Pollock clouds. Uh, Riverton was the gray nihilistic... Insight that I got, and it wasn't so much bad, uh, you know, in the beginning, but it got a little bit on to me a little bit later in my life. Um, I lived in a basement, and everything was overcast. Everything was overcast. It wasn't like everything was wrong, wrong, wrong. We were progressing through life through a tar field, through it like through a pond of tar. You could go through it, but you never fell into it. You would just kind of walk slowly, and it was hard to walk, of course. And then uh, Harriman was the uh, red resurgence and that fiery passion that ignited uh, in, in within me uh, when it came to becoming a creator and understanding art and um, becoming more of myself and understanding who I am as a person. And then uh, West Jordan is the future. West Jordan is just the future for me. It's that pristine Chrome future for me. And to be honest, the goals that I've made for myself have been seriously stunted with coronavirus. I thought that by the time that I graduate, I'd work at like 97.1 ZHT Salt Lake's greatest hits, or, you know, become a voice actor, write my book, publish my book, you know, do whatever. Um, but I feel with this, with only this coronavirus, it's not only... You who are trapped in your own house—it's you who are you you who is trapped in your own mind. And I know some people as of going going through right now, and they're especially you know hardened or um, something's going on in their life and that stuff. And um, my biggest philosophy on life. You know, And even saying this as an 18-year-old could sound cocky or could sound like, oh, he's arrogant. He knows more about me or like he knows more about himself than he does about me or anything like that. But I don't entirely care. This must be going out for somebody. I, I wish only. Everything is temporary. Everything's temporary. That doesn't only mean that the good times will end, but the bad times will end. And that's, that's the most important part. If you're not feeling happy as of right now, wait until you're happy later. Because when you when you wait for that moment and when you rise in that you know emotion and you open your senses, nothing's better. But you also know that it won't last forever, and I think that's what makes us all human—that we won't last forever. Ideas don't last forever, you know. Life doesn't last forever. Um, sorry to go down this dark route or anything like that, but uh, I just I, I I find all my philosophical. Tendencies come from nature, and come from the human condition. Not only when applied in like a survival esque type situation, you know, roughing it out in the wild and that stuff, but just how peaceful it is, and how you are alone in your own mind. Um, yeah, I, I especially enjoy nature not only for the adventurous aspects, but the relaxing aspects. So not only fishing and hunting, I don't really hunt. <laughs> I don't. I don't hunt. Not only. Fishing and carving the third freaking spike in a log. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, it's not only that, but it's the relaxing. You know, the river is going by. You can hear the wilderness. You can hear the wind go through the trees and through the tiny, tiny little needles of pine trees and spruce and blue spruce. It's just, oh, so great, so great. Uh, We've reached that halfway point, I think. Uh, this, short, this episode will be a little bit shorter. But uh, I just want to say thank you so much to Ghost Coach and their single Annie out everywhere. Spotify, SoundCloud, Pandora, I guess. I think so. I don't know. I don't. Ever since 2016, Pandora has just been a, a mystery for me. Um, you can get it anywhere. iTunes, anywhere. Uh, their single Annie is out as of right now. Guys, you do not need to, you cannot sleep on this band. Honestly, they are, like, the weekend meet the police in, like, a little bar, and then they got to know each other, and then boom, Ghost Coach. It was like, it was like that, you know? (laughs) And I don't mean to compare them to any other bands, because they themselves are so unique, it is impossible not to listen to them. So, the intro track for this was Annie. It wasn't the entire track, but it was Annie. Uh, And thank you guys so much for doing that. I'll have your names a little bit later. Uh, You know, I, I, I... I said your name last episode and that stuff, and I don't have the email as of right now. I'm pretty sure we deleted it. Uh oh. Hi. 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 Hi, Google Chrome. How's it going? <laughs> Trending on lo- logic 301 Bobby starring in a new Def Jam PS5 game? You know, uh, I'm done. <laughs> That was that was a little little shout out to logic or anything like that, um, and especially talking about like logic and that stuff. Uh, one of the persons that I really want to get to know to uh, know, and I've talked with him only once or twice in my entire life on Discord when he was on a Twitch stream and that stuff. I would love to have Silas, yes Silas from Bobby Boy Productions or Bobby Boy Records. Pardon me, Bobby Boy uh, Records. To visit this episode, to talk about connections and that stuff, and connections that he's made as an individual by knowing logic, by knowing all these other individuals, including like Sermon and like Bobby Boy and that stuff, how he got to know that, and connections that not only you know real people can make, but autistic individuals can strive on. So that that might be that might be a new episode. I'm only going to cross my fingers on that. hopefully I can contact him and probably like donate a bunch of bits to his twitch stream and be like, "Hey Silas do you want you want to join my podcast you, you don't you don't need to be autistic you just you just, you just can even visit and talk I guess um, hopefully that works hopefully that works um i also I also thought it worked uh last week yeah i I was thinking while I was making some fries, I was just like. I seriously wonder if I can get, like, Bill Gates on this on this podcast. Because, uh, you know, if you would ever look on, like, a BuzzFeed article or, like, a uh, Washington Post article where it's just, like, 10 celebrities, you didn't think were on the autism spectrum. Bill Gates is going to be on there. You just know it. And I also heard that, like, Keanu Reeves was autistic. That's That's... That's a major success. <laughs> we did it, folks. We did it. <laughs> Keanu Reeves was born, and I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I, I don't want to look at Logic or even Keanu Reeves in the same way that I uh, take on idyllic postures. Too. I don't want. I don't want to. Like with, with Logic's song "OCD," uh, the main premise of the song is getting the fact that like he's not just Logic. He's Bobby Hall. He's a dude who had a wife who got divorced, who's just a random, like, who's just this dude who makes music and that stuff, who now is having a baby boy, who's, you know, understanding life at its fullest and, you know, becoming successful and that stuff. And same with Keanu Reeves, because, like, he's an actor. You don't look at him like, oh, he's the greatest person alive or anything like that. Sure, you can say that, but to say it directly to him is to give him that same pressure that Bobby has, or that even I have, or any any other autistic individual does have, you know? There's a reason why you don't see too much bill gates interviews there's a reason why you don't see too much joaquin phoenix interviews you know because me and me and mckenzie uh jewel we both collectively thought that like oh joaquin might be on the um autism spectrum so we, we weren't talking about we were talking about that for a little bit but yeah uh, yeah okay so uh let's talk more about trees and then i'm going to end this episode pretty soon this is going to be a short episode i can already see by how long i've been going on um As of right now, for quarantine, uh, to, you know, pass the board, like, to pass, you know, the quarantine boredom, I've been, uh, I took upon the challenge uh, from my various friends on a Discord server uh, to read an 8,000-page long webcomic entitled Homestuck by Andrew Hussey. Uh, We are now on Act 5, and... My mind feels like it's going to explode. I have two composition books, and they're about to be filled with the brim of every information that I can take it from. <laughs> um, it's it's absolutely fun. It's just arrogant. It's it's off the walls. It's balls to the wall. It's, it's fantastic. And I know people have already read it, or or you know people are just like, yeah, we read it in like 2011. Who You know who cares? Uh, as of right now, as I'm reading it, it is more than appealing. During these Terrible times. Um, with with that being said, uh, there comes boredom in camping a lot. Uh, especially some of my friends who've camped with me, they're just like, "What do we do now?" You know. Um, usually, what I do is that I take out a composition. Sorry, <clears throat> I take out like a notebook or something like that, like a notebook that I haven't been used or haven't have that has not been used. You know in eons and i'll just start writing about like how i'm feeling and how i like understand and kind of like describe the area either for it's either for like me to look back on like oh that was a fun time or me to look back on with like an like an author's eyes you know like oh my gosh i was so intelligent back then I was so like eloquently spoken you know oh the nature you know it's, it's I look back at that I'm like, oh, that's, that's great, you know, I'll probably put that in a novel. Never! <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I really enjoy camping, I enjoy the trees, I enjoy just the, the color green itself is one of my favorite colors. It, it basically is my favorite color. Uh, next to that is blue and then purple. I think all the dark colors, or like the uh, cold colors as they're called, not the warm colors, the cold colors I especially adore. I just, I don't know why. I just, I feel comfort in that. Um, it's some visceral, like Sesame Street nostalgia feeling. I don't even know why. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't even trace it back. It's that, it's that far back in my brain. Uh, I, I, I love Bob Ross and how he depicts, you know, um, nature as like, we need a little tree right here, a little friend, you know, it's like, that. that's great. That's great. You know, it, it gives you more perspective on not only the wildlife, but the Wild space life, you know, uh, the trees and the uh, the you know the rocks. Rocks aren't life, Mitchell. What are you saying? Um, you know, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I I I just I, I wish to go camping again, especially during quarantine. But I know that like people are probably going to be over there, and they're going to set up shops like Joe Exotic, and they're going to be like, now get Anna, get away quarantine you got COVID-19 don't do it you know like it's it's um, <laughs> I don't know I don't know yeah uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this short short episode Oh my gosh um, but yeah I hope I hope you guys enjoyed and that stuff there will be more content coming in the future I do not know the next episode that will be a Uh, But it won't be a surprise for long because I'm going to try to get back into this and try to get into the habit of, like, an episode a week. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to Awkward, the world through the eyes of an autistic young adult. My name is Mitchell Hargis. The outro and the intro track was Annie by Ghost Coach. And thank you guys once more we're saying for sticking around and for listening to this and especially you know on instagram i'm getting a bunch of these notifications where people are just like hey you guys should check out this episode you guys are the prophets of this you know entire entire you know Enterprise, I guess. Enterprise? I don't make any money from it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, guys, thank you guys so much for shouting out this, and you guys are getting the message around, and it's, it's fantastic. Thank you guys so much for doing that. Yeah. Alrighty. Uh, thank you guys for uh, visiting me once more into my inner caves, my inner machinations of my mind that may or may not be enigmas. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening, and see you later.